0: So here is something. Since we make podcasts, there was a time when paper was what went out before anything else. As uh, communication, internet, telephones were still not around in a large number. And I think in this case, uh, probably not at all. Um, So here is an article about a very specific topic. The only newspaper published at sea. I thought, what a fantastic, fortuitous article to come out now in a world where communication, <clears throat> basically, anywhere you look, there's been uh, the spaces trying to get your attention, either for a product or a service or something. Um, with COVID, I noticed a lot of publicity just went, and we started to have walls again and white spaces, so some of it actually quite uncomfortable. Um In some respects, change of habit, change of patterns, right? So here's an article uh, which I found enjoyable to read. That's one thing. But also amusing. Amusing. You'll see why. A 19th century Maine captain ran the only newspaper published at sea. This article was offered by Troy R. Bennett uh, during the month of December 2021. I found it and the on the Bangor News. And it's called the Ocean Chronicle, which is why we're talking about it here. The Ocean Chronicle was a 19th century newspaper printed at seaboard the main merchant ship Frank Pendleton by Captain Edward Payson Nichols of Searsport. Portland, Maine. Captain Edward Payson Nichols of Searsport, held the spyglass to his eye. Nichols could barely make out a tiny vessel some two miles distant, drifting in the Atlantic Ocean, just south of the equator. He could see the lifeboat-sized craft had an improvised mast of wooden slats strung up with a ragged hunk of cloth, but Nichols saw no signs of human life. Still, the code of the sea and his own humanity told him to change course. Nichols ordered his crew to turn their merchant vessel, the Frank Pendleton, around, and head for the smaller craft. In the bottom of the boat lay a man who was powerless in all of his limbs, naked at the time he was born. Naked as at the time he was born, Nichols later wrote. Reduced in health to almost a skeleton, and exposed to the scorching rays of the tropical sun. Once recuperated, the man told a harrowing tale of shipwreck and lone survival. It later turned out he was a deserter and his story was mostly lies. But he was polite, leaving Nichols a thank you note when he slipped away. The whole incident was front page news in the Ocean Chronicle, the 19th century only newspaper newspaper produced at sea on a sailing ship. Nichols was the Chronicle's publisher, editor, lead reporter, typesetter, and printer. He produced one edition per voyage for 23 years, from from 1878 until 1891. Nichols mailed copies to family and friends upon reaching port. Subscriptions cost just one return letter from each subscriber. In the days before ship-to-shore communications of any kind, the Ocean Chronicle kept Nichols and his family in touch with their far-flung circle of loved ones and acquaintances. This number was printed in so many different parts of the globe that it would be impossible to say where it was published. The scribbling skipper wrote in one issue. One page was run off the press in the North Pacific, another in the South Pacific, and two in the North Atlantic. In the 21st century, Nichols' vivid, often playful writing, provides historians with uncanny details of daily shipboard nearly 150 years ago. Other records of the time are not nearly as rich and abundant. Diaries and letters to folks at some are scarce. Official logbooks are dry affairs, usually only noting weather and chart positions. It's great context about what it was like at sea during the tail end of the United States' golden age of merchant sailing. Penobscot Marine Museum Curator, Sipily Good, said. The museum holds a nearly complete set of Ocean Chronicle issues. Most were donated over the years by local folks in Searsport, whose families were acquainted with Nichols and got his paper in the mail. Judging by the number of ads for shipbrokers, chandlers and suppliers included among his copy, Nichols probably even turned a profit with his new, with his paper. Circulation numbers ran at least as high as 750 copies for some issues. People got bored of those ships during long journeys, Good said. Other captains took up carving scrimshaw or building ship models. He had his newspaper. Nichols' brief style local items column is a particularly rich vein of fun, informative tidbits of life aboard his ship. Our passenger list as now reads in one monkey, one cat, two dogs, six pups, two hogs, one dozen hens, one Hong Kong goose, three canaries, two doves, and a guinea hen, he wrote in one issue. Nichols later reported Fanny, of the ship's dogs, gave birth to six puppies. We now have Jumbo, Nero, Rover, Tip, Curly, Nimbus, and Baby all in a perfect state of health. They're all just alike, but some are more alike than others, he wrote in his typical breezy style. Under the Chronicle's mastheads, Nichols wrote, printed for pastime only and sent to friends as a letter, therefore not open to criticism. Good said she appreciates the captain's dry humor. They're sort of dad jokes, Good said. He was always trying to get his wife and daughters to submit items. I can see his wife rolling her eyes. Nichols' wife, Martha, plus their three daughters, often all lived aboard the ship as well. In one column by Martha Nichols, written en route to Hong Kong, she reports on the family's recent visit to a Welsh castle. She also laments how one daughter was neglecting her sewing and school blocks. She also alludes to friendly rivalries with other merchant ships. I cannot say that we are expecting a quick passage, but hope not to be beaten by the George F. Manson or Annie H. Smith. Yet, we want them to have a good passage, she wrote. In another heartfelt column, Martha, who travelled the entire globe with her husband, said she'd seen nowhere as lovely as home. There is no more beautiful scenery to be found than is on our Penobscot Bay and River, she wrote. Good, said Martha's voice, in especially he meeting to hear, as 19th century women are not well represented in the history record. Especially since she was a landlubber from Levant who didn't grow up around ships, Good said. The Nichols' children also printed at least one newspaper of their own in 1887 called the Rolling Billow. In it, they described their father's first command aboard the Bark, Clara, That stint ended uh, ended when the ship wrecked off the southern tip of Africa, though the family escaped unharmed. This is the first time I have been at sea in five years, wrote daughter Martha Nichols, and the thing I remember most about my last voyage was when I was hauled to the shore in a basket. After that experience, I had no desire to go to sea for a long time. Sometimes Nichols waxed philosophical in the Ocean Chronicle, composing clever poetry. At other times, he wrote analytical business pieces bemoaning the state of the merchant trade, reporting it was hard to find enough experienced sailors. If a captain gets to sea and finds but eight men who have ever been to sea before out of sixteen shipped as seamen, he's expected to wear a complacent smile, he wrote, and thank God he is permitted to care for them. Nichols did all the printing as well as writing. He lost his first press when the Clara wrecked, but he managed to build another one himself aboard the Frank Pendleton. In one issue, he stated its flat printing plate was made from a furnace door and the roller came from a sawmill. The roller's weight was himself. Some of Nichols' mismatched type was a gift from the Sydney, Australia evening news, but he often ran out of some letters. Nichols would then invert N for U, B for Q and vice versa. Nichols came from a large family of shipbuilders and sea captains around Searsport and seems to have been quite well known in his own lifetime. He retired from the sea in 1891 and opened a store in Bucksport. He died in 1899 at the age of 55. Martha Nichols carried on until 1922. Aided by Nichols' descendants, the Penobscot Marine Museum published a collection of Ocean Chronicle issues in a book in 1942. It is now out of print. Nichols kept his good humor all the way to the final issue in 1891. The Ocean Chronicle was the largest circulation of any pa- paper printed on the ocean, Nichols wrote. Of course, it was the only one, too. I hope you enjoyed this. I did. Um, it's one of these beautiful stories that would seem anecdotal. And yet it's providing all kinds of brief stories, clearly which remind us of the humanity in all of us and how we're all, all so similar. And uh, these are the little elements uh, that make every story so interesting, in my view. So I'm going to see if I find a copy of that uh, um, book, basically. that's uh, They say it's out of print, but I'm sure we can find it somewhere. And, um, and I'll look forward to reading it in due course. Until then, this is the Ocean Matters podcast, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode.